Hey, welcome to Mare Studies, the podcast about John Mare songs. I'm Jill, here with... Lucas. I shouldn't do it like that, because you like to say, and I'm Lucas. Yeah, you didn't just give me out, I just have to say my name. And you know, I always had a hard time saying my name when I was younger. It's tough. I was slow to get the L's. Oh, sure. Right, the L sounds. Yeah. So there's a lot of hookus. 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 Or sounds like a spell. I remember people would be like, asking my name, and they'd be like, Rufus? Oh, yeah. I'm going to call you Rufus now. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, welcome! Hey, how you doing? <laughs> welcome to episode 20 of Mayor Studies. I'll let you take it. This is a fan choice week. Yeah. And I'm not mad at the choice. I love the song, so I was excited about it. And mm. then I got into it, and I didn't have as much to say as I thought, which was weird, but I still love the song. You know, I had a similar experience, so... Mm-hmm. Um, I think often we do have similar experiences with these songs, yeah. other than like Very. Wild Blue, I think seems to be the one we were most divergent on. Mm-hmm. Or like Shadow Days I'm into and you're not really that into. No, I was not into it. I said I couldn't identify with it, but that didn't mean I didn't like it. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, right. so um, before we talk about the song. We have to talk about John in the News. Right. And you're going to talk about some, I almost said Missouri, but that's not it. You're going to talk no. about some Montana stuff, aren't you? Right. So I did not purchase a... My Brainchild, the live stream right. ticket. You're welcome, John. Your namesake. It was the, the Jill Henderson right. Memorial. I'm not dead. I'm honorary. <laughs> there you go. Okay, <laughs> yes. That's crazy. How do you know what the name was? You didn't even purchase it. <laughs> Accurate. Um, because I am purchasing for the show that's just John. Because I'm not like a huge... Well, I'm not, not a Grateful Dead fan. It's just not really something that I know a lot about. Right. So, um, and I knew that a lot of it would end up on the internet as it did, which I'm still suggesting people buy a shirt or support because it's an important cause, but that's just the choice I made was that the second show was the show for me or the third show. Well, the second show you could buy tickets for, I guess. So anyways, um, the clips online are great. John looks super handsome. His hair is at what I consider now peak John Marilyn. Oh, wow. Okay. Grown out a little since the cut. I know that's what people want to hear about. We're getting some optimal John. Yes. And that's, that's all. There's no other real news other than that. You know, so in researching for today's song, um, which is off in the the search for everything, Mm -hmm. uh, I saw a picture of him from this era where he was wearing a very specific type of glasses. Not Mm -hmm. sunglasses, but like glasses. Mm -hmm. And it was such a specific look. I want to say they were like kind of like round frame, Mm -hmm. whatever. It was just like... Were they like brown? No, they were just like... Oh, maybe it's a black and white picture. Mm -hmm. But he had like his hair was short. Mm -hmm. And I was like... Wow, he's like, this is like a really good looking picture of him. I should have sent it to you. No, that era was just yeah. hostile for me. So <laughs> like, I just couldn't even. Like, don't walk yes. around being that attractive. Someone posted a picture with him at a store in Montana. Mm-hmm. I sent that one to you, I think. Yes. Oh, my God. I want someone to describe me someday. My hope is that someday someone will describe me as hostily attractive. <laughs> it's luck, right pal. up there with sexual napalm. I think napalm. you're very handsome. <laughs> I think you're very handsome, but hostily attractive is a whole nother. It is, man. And so he looked amazing in this picture. The perfect hair. He had his, like these sunglasses on his shirt. Immediately, the internet had found the sunglasses. The internet doesn't mess around. I don't want his sunglasses. <laughs> Him. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I also wanted to say that it bothers me a lot when people wear glasses, like for fashion reasons. Okay. Because I have to wear glasses in order to drive legally. Right. Because um, I can't see. And so does my son and both my parents. Well, not to drive necessarily, but... And I just... It amazes me that some people wake up and just have perfect vision. So when people choose to wear glasses mm-hmm. for fun, oh my God, nothing bothers me more than that. That's So all. that's interesting because from one point of view, mm-hmm. you could see that they are... What they are doing is normalizing 
wearing glasses or making it fashionable or you know uh-huh. like remove doing their part to remove the, the stigmatism around wearing glasses right uh-huh. so um you could see them as allies even as opposed to something that makes you <laughs> i don't crazy. know that i'm so put upon that I need allies on this journey, mm-hmm. but thank you for that. Let's move on to song bio. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, this song is, as I mentioned before, from The Search From Everything, mm-hmm. which is a really good album. It is, it, once I, I got used to it. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, a, it's exactly, yeah, there's a breaking in phase for me as well. Uh, this is the third single from this album, after mm-hmm. Love on the Weekend and uh, the song that you chose, I Still Feel Like Your Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was, and this is for me the most interesting angle to this song, is that this was the first John Mayer song sent to country radio. I had a discussion question geared up for that, and we had some comments from the followers on Instagram about mm-hmm. that. Yeah, now, so I don't know, was it geared up as in we are sending this? This yes. is country, or country just picked it up. I thought so, country just picked it up. So the story goes okay. that a local country radio station. Local to who? Us or Montana? The Bones guy. Have you, you know what I'm talking about? No. Oh. Is this the Los Angeles? You no, mean? it's somewhere in the middle America. Oh, okay. It's not California or New York. So who is it local to in the story? The people who live okay. there. <laughs> I think we're like local to John? No, <laughs> it's not like, like Ryan Seacrest. It's just, okay, right? so it's not like a clear channel. Right, right. It's like it's a some, small radio station. Some, somebody, I've seen, he's interviewed John Mayer. He's had John Mayer on Got his it. radio show. Okay. They have an existing relationship. And they, when they did an interview, they seem very, very friendly. Got it. He started playing in the blood. Okay. And picked up, and some, some other smaller radio stations picked that up. Mm-hmm. And then people started noticing. Mm-hmm. And so then the label decided, hey, let's put some money behind this. Got it. Promote it, and then sent it to country radio. What makes a song a country song? So I'm so here for this conversation. Trucks and boots. Should we have it at the end? But, let, but, okay, but yeah, yeah, let's move it later in the episode, but I'm mm-hmm. very much here for that yeah, conversation. You look real excited. Yeah. So excited I feel uncomfortable. I'm so geared up for it. <laughs> okay. But since we're still in song bio, another little tidbit that may be of interest to you is mm-hmm. that uh, when listening to this song, did you notice that there was a female background vocal? Yes, I know. You know the Sheryl Crow? Yes. Okay, I didn't know that. You asked sometimes, like, this is like you asked me if I knew who Fallout Boy was or something. I, I don't, you know, I don't know. No, you I, I know stuff. I'm You old and I and run tired. in very different circles. We really don't. We really do. <laughs> but we share the circles. So they, they're a Venn diagram. The Venn diagram of our lives pretty much is just us. Yeah. Right. <laughs> We're our only commonality. Right. And, and, the, and the fact that now our eldest, no, not sorry, my yeah. oldest children, your youngest child, go to the same, go to the same school, school again. again. It yes. happened before. Yep. It's happening again. Okay, so continue. Song bio. Uh, and that's it. Okay, don't continue. <laughs> uh, no, uh, search for everything just because this is my thing. It was back to the Steve Jordan Pino Palladino mm-hmm. combo who were on it. Um, he says, John says that he wrote this song in seven minutes. Yeah, I got a lot of that. I yeah. did not know that, but I got a lot of that on Instagram, and that fascinates me. Yeah, he said he can't remember having ever written any lyrics to the song other than these. He can't mm-hmm. remember having ever tried a melody line for the song other than this. Hmm. And the way he phrased it, it was like, you know, being a songwriter is like a job. You go every day, mm-hmm. and you work, and you craft, and you craft, and sometimes it comes together, and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. And then every once in a while, you get a gift mm-hmm. that's just like, here's your reward for putting in all the work. Mm-hmm. And that's how he felt like this song. It was just a gift that just came to him. Right. He was also sort of concerned about releasing it. Mm-hmm. Um 
because it, it, it is sort of personal in nature. He has gone out and said that we shouldn't read this too exact, too autobiographical. Oh, interesting. That he thought like a song this deep, he didn't want to mess it up by coloring it in mm-hmm. with his own colors. So he, I don't know if that's just him trying to smooth things over with the people in it, but he uh, right because he like is name checking. Right, I'm like dying to share something. I can't take it anymore. Go ahead. Did you know he has a sister? No. So do you even know anything about his family? I know. Like I, I know he has a brother. Two brothers. So he has parents who are divorced. Okay, he has parents. Okay. Stop. The rest of the sentence were who are divorced. <laughs> <laughs> no way. He has parents. Moving right along. He has two brothers, Carl uh-huh. and another brother. I don't know, because okay. Carl has the game show on Instagram that I like. Right. And I thought that was it. And I've mm-hmm. gone all this time, all these years, I've been a fan of his since the very first album. I don't like sit around and think about his family a lot. Mm-hmm. And then someone on the Instagram said something about how he has two brothers and a half-sister. And I was like, well, that person's wrong. And then I Googled it, and it's real. Okay. He has an older half-sister. Oh, okay. Who's just never... I don't think he's business, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But I felt betrayed. Because wow. I like to think I at least know how many family members he has. Um, do you know Bianca Lawson? No. Is that his sister? Uh, no. Do you remember so do you remember Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Uh, yes. What she, movie or a show? The show. Yes. She was Kendra. Okay. The Vampire Slayer. Mm-hmm. Remember? Um, so I've always loved her I since know. that time. Do you know that she's related to Beyonce? Well, I mean, I didn't know who she was, so I definitely didn't know that. But also, I'm not that shocked for some reason, so mm. maybe I did. They're like, I can't. They're like half sisters, I think, or something oh. like that. Oh, I think they're like cousins or something. Maybe she's. Um, I did not know Beyonce's parents had other yeah. kids. It, it just came up because she was on the cover of Ebony magazine mm-hmm. with a picture, like the way you feel about John, mm-hmm. and it's just like hostile. Mm-hmm. I was like, No, don't take my hostile thing now and overuse it. Because you once asked me who who my celebrity hall pass would be or whatever, mm-hmm. and I said Halsey, and I love Halsey, mm-hmm. but that picture of Bianca Lawson on Ebony is like I just think like and that's no disrespect to her I think she's beautiful mm-hmm. a lovely actress I think that John's brother Carl I actually think Carl's hilarious mm-hmm. but like it, it has to be weird having John Mayer or Beyonce as your sibling oh for sure like talk about like a shadow or yeah. younger or older it doesn't matter like that just can't be normal just like being a celebrity isn't normal but the worst part is it's extra abnormal not by choice at all. Right. Like, you might be like, hey, I just want to be an artist. I don't want to deal with the fame. But I'm entering into this anyway, and I know that as a byproduct, I'm going to be famous. But if you're just existing, having a sibling, right. that's not really fair. Yeah, we were talking before this about how, like, my wife often complains that when we're in, in our groups, like, she's Lucas's wife. Yeah. Right? She knows me. And I'm... Because of this podcast and how famous she Yeah, is. for sure. Definitely because of the podcast. But, like, that's such a low-stakes thing because I'm nobody, yeah. right? And, I'm like, yeah, that's not what I meant. <laughs> and she married me, right? So she chose to come into this relationship. It's not like a brother or sister where mm-hmm. it's like, I have no choice in who my yeah. brother or sister is. Right. I didn't sign up for this, you know. Mm-hmm. And I imagine it's got to be super annoying when you have, like, people yes. constantly harassing you. And, Can like, I get free tickets? Right. Ask questions about him. Here's my phone. Take a picture of us. Do you watch uh, The Good Place? We've talked about The Good Place, right? I don't. I tried it. Oh, no! I watched three minutes of it, and I was like, not for me. I've been to the set, though. There's a storyline here, and this is not a spoiler, where um, one of the characters is dating the fourth Hemsworth brother. 
Is there a fourth? No. It's oh. Like, it's like, <laughs> I'm like, oh my god. But like the, the whole the whole thing is I like understand. people only ask him about his brothers. Yeah. Is like yeah. more. He's like a, the guy who's playing. Uh, I think his name is Larry mm-hmm. Hemsworth. Is like a really good looking, very muscular guy. Yeah. But the whole thing is he feels super insecure. And he's like, I'm the ugly brother, and oh they're all god. so much bigger than me. And yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. Um, okay, so we, we went on a tangent. So yeah. Let's get into favorite or notable versions of the song. I have a really boring answer. I just. Pretty much live inside the album version. What about you? Which is nine times out of ten the right answer. And yeah. I think it's probably the right answer here. There's a couple of live versions that are pretty good. But mm-hmm. he, my, what I've noticed is he doesn't. they don't seem to vary much. This mm-hmm. song is kind of the song. Yeah. And there's not much that changes in any of the versions that I've listened to of John performing. Mm-hmm. It's all pretty much just sounds like the song. Mm-hmm. Um, there is, if you are a country music fan mm-hmm. or an acapella music fan, mm-hmm. uh, there is a group called Home Free. Mm-hmm. Um, they won. There was an acapella singing competition show on NBC. Mm-hmm. I want to say like Nick Lachey, Nick Lachey hosted it. I was it. about to say yeah. Home Free won one of the seasons. Oh, wow. And I actually There went, was more than one season of that show? Yeah. And I actually went and saw them perform live at the Fox Theater in Riverside. Oh, cool. While my wife was pregnant with my son. I saw 98 Degrees perform at that same theater. Oh, nice. Recently. The, the Nick Lachey <laughs> connection there. Yeah. But, so this is the greatest story, right? So the guy who sings bass mm-hmm. for, for Home Free has an incredibly low voice. He's just one of those. Oh, like, he sings bass. Yeah. And uh, there is a moment where we're we're up on the what's the second level thing called mezzanine? Yeah. And he's doing this thing. He's going going super low, mm-hmm. and the entire building starts shaking, like noticeably. We're like, whoa! The whole building is shaking. Like we're like earthquake? his voice. There was an earthquake at the exact oh! same time. What are the chances? Right? And we always laughed about that. That was just like so funny that it was like, wait, we no. it was him. Yeah. <laughs> but there was an earthquake at that exact same time. That would be an impressive time. use of base. This is so off topic, but I have to take the opportunity to share this story. That I don't know if you remember it or not, mm. but I got married in. Yeah, I was there. In, no, I know you were there. Oh, okay. Do you know what I'm going to say? No. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. About the. Yeah. Don't tell him. Okay. <laughs> so I was getting married. And I got married in a Catholic church, mm-hmm. and there was about to be the part where you go up for communion, and the priest was trying to say, like, if you're not Catholic, you could still come up and get a blessing if you want, or you could stay in your seat, but, you know, a blessing from God would never hurt. And mm-hmm. at that exact moment, there was thunder and lightning, and the power went out inside the church. And Plunging we, us into total darkness. Well, it was daytime, so that's not true. Total darkness. <laughs> Definitely lots of light through the stained glass windows, but it was so funny that people like laughed mm-hmm. and then it, like came back on shortly after. And I think about that all the time. And I also got married on Friday the thirteenth. That is such a great story. Yeah. So no base, but a fun story about natural disasters in yes. a funny time. Anyway, we got there because Home Free does a cover of this song. Oh, is that why we're talking about? Yes. <laughs> so there, there is an acoustic or not acoustic, an acapella group right. rendition of In the Blood out there. If you're yeah. interested in it, it's not for me. Mm-hmm. It's too country. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, mm-hmm. um, which I'm not typically a country music fan. Yeah. Um, the degree to which I like country music is the degree to which that country music resembles pop music. Sure. So, you know. Okay. Um, but Fair it's, enough. it's out there. There's a music video for it, too, if you're interested in it. I wish John had a music video for this song. Yeah, it was a single, right? Mm-hmm. So it would have been something that could have some support. Yeah. That makes sense. So let's discuss the song meaning in general or to us specifically. All right, go ahead. Um, I think it's relatable to the world. I think that there's elements of the song that probably everybody can relate to. Um, I wouldn't say that 
I, I read the lyrics and think, oh, this is so me. It's mm-hmm. like relatable to me in concept. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to say it other than that. So I mean, obviously, I think it's pretty face value. I don't think there's code for anything here. It's a very truthful, honest song about, you know, is this family stuff in me because of my family? Is it in me because of me? Am I worthy of love? Sort of common themes. What do you mm-hmm. think? Uh, yeah, I, th- I think a lot of what you said there is true. I mm-hmm. think he, he actually, he's actually said, I've seen comments where he has said that this is the song that people ask him about the most. Or like, talks come will say, like, this song really meant something to me. Mm-hmm. It's really meaningful. And yeah, I, I would say exactly, uh, exactly what you said. It's not that it's so deep, mm-hmm. but it is this very universal thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like nature versus nurture, right? Mm-hmm. It's in song, nature versus nurture in song form. Um, how much of my path is laid out for me because of who came before mm-hmm. me. How much of this is in my control? And it's really interesting, he clearly was going through something here because that same album has Helpless mm-hmm. on it. And I, I always think of these two songs in conjunction with each other. So many people said that on Instagram. Really? Yes, that's oh. interesting. I, I've never. I think one follows the other too, song order wise. Uh, when I get to the comments, the track we'll know. Okay. Yeah. I think on the track list, one follows the other. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, that's something that I, you know, have definitely thought about and wrestled with. There's some stuff in my family that I worked really studiously, perhaps too hard, mm-hmm. to avoid. And much of my identity for the first part of my life was me putting myself in opposition to the things in my family history that I wanted to end mm-hmm. at the generation before me and not follow, not, not be a part of my life. Um, so I get that, that fear of, like, Man, is this just in me, right? Can I? Is this is my fate inescapable, or how much of my life do I get to create? Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of that, I think, is a cultural thing. I think our culture, American culture, is so much about the mystique, the idea of being able to create yourself, mm-hmm. and anyone can be anything. There's so much the the American dream is about the dream of mobility. Right of being able to move up and down, mm-hmm. um, where in other cultures and other time periods that hasn't been as much of an issue. Born to this, you do this, right? Mm-hmm. Your your father was a farmer. You're going to be a farmer. Your sure. sons are going to yeah, be farmers. Yeah. You know, like that whole thing. Um, but in our society and our culture at this time, I think this is a question that a lot of people are asking: like, how much of who I am is because of somebody else? Yeah. And how much of it do I get to control? Yeah. And that segues nicely into the lyric discussion because what's interesting is the first question, like, how much am I like my mother? How much am I going to be mm-hmm. like my father? The questions that follow that question, mm-hmm. it's hard to look at it like, well, he must be asking that because of the person. Mm-hmm. So, like, when he asks, how much of my mother has my mother left in me? How much of my love will be insane to some degree? Right. To me, it feels like he's alluding to his mother's love being insane exactly and then the part with the father and it just we got a lot of comments on instagram that this was um like you said he said it was not with his crayon box if you will Mm -hmm. um not insulting to his mother but not favorable right and not considered a favorable song right in relation to his mom did you feel that way yeah i mean i think that's true not just of the mother but of everyone in here no you know there's three characters in here there's mother there's father there's brothers and I don't think any of them are, if you, because I read it the same way. You read it, how much of my mother has my mother left to me? Then mm-hmm. the next line, being connected to that. Right. How much of my father am I destined to become? The next line connected that. How the, much, um, like my brother. But those lines after the be. father are actually about his mom. If, if this Will is true, this kill, yeah. there's nothing in here is about his dad in a negative light. 
It's about the way his mom impacts his dad. I mean, you could really see or, the second line someone. as negative, right? He's he's mm-hmm. dimming the light inside him. Yeah, that was his his choice. And that, do. well, I guess he'd be saying either one of them could be jealous, technically. Right. No, because will I let this woman kill me? Or well, I don't know. I just it's um not. I feel like I wasn't gonna say anything about it, but then there was it was so heavy the mm-hmm. feedback on Instagram that he talks about his dad a lot, takes pictures with his dad, visits his dad references his dad and that it's like his mother there's not a lot there yeah. of, but also it's not maybe she's not comfortable being right. shown on instagram maybe she doesn't want any part of it and then someone pointed out this wasn't like a, a reddit thread or something that there's a video where he calls his mom like on speakerphone in the middle of a concert so it's mm-hmm. like oh no he's they're cool mm-hmm. um but we know that divorce can be super impactful on children even if they're not actually children at the time right. on offspring yeah. if you will so maybe there's something there. I don't know, but it made me feel sad. And, you know, I want to give people a hug <laughs> when they're sad. Whether yeah. they're, uh, what I call them, uh, what kind of handsome? Hostily handsome Hostily or not. I want to give yeah. them a hug so they feel better. What's interesting to me is the percentage of this song that is that are questions. It's like a whole song. Which is almost all of it, Yeah, right? no, everything. Yeah. Usually we think of, we go to John Mayer, we go there for answers, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. We go, he's he's going to make sense of this for me. He's going to put it in words. But here he's just asking questions. Literally, it's all questions except for one line. Well, at the beginning of the chorus, I can feel the love I want, I can feel the love I need, but it's never going to come the way I am. Right. So to me, that's not one line, but that's like one statement. Everything yeah. else is a question. Yep. Shocking. So what's your favorite lyric? Um... Could I change it if I wanted? Mm-hmm. Could I change it if I wanted? Can I want rise above the flood? That whole idea of like, even if I'm aware of this, right? Because we talked about with daughters, we talked about trauma and the way that we discuss trauma now in a way that we haven't before. Mm-hmm. I think part of this is like, if I can recognize something, then can I change it? Mm-hmm. If it goes unrecognized, I don't know to change it. Right. But if I look at myself and I'm like, this is from my mom, this is from my dad, whatever. Mm-hmm. Does it then empower me to change it? And I think the answer is yes. Lisa has been in my life, right. you know? Um, it's, it's, it's tricky because uh, I love both of my parents and they were great, great parents to me growing up, mm-hmm. right? Um, but my dad's had issues that have kind of beset him in life that have been difficult things for him to overcome. And so whenever stuff that pop that reminds me of him that pops up in me i'm always really cautious of okay so is this you know one of those good traits Mm -hmm. is this one of those things that leads to like a a negative outcome and wanting to be able to not just not not just accept the good but like really revel in the good things Mm -hmm. that i've gotten from my parents um, while still being cautious yeah. about some of the the, the worser things, right? Yeah, worser. Um, worser. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I feel that. Yeah, I think that's a struggle that everybody has. Mm-hmm. Um, so my favorite line is, will I dim the lights inside me just to satisfy someone? Mm-hmm. Um, it's more for... Dis- I'm going to go into it more in discussion question mm-hmm. later, but I just think that the whole song is beautiful and beautifully written, whether it's completely autobiographical or just general concepts. I just think it was so, like you said, it's not like quote unquote deep, mm-hmm. but also it is. Mm-hmm. It's like so introspective. And I mean, when it came out, it was all I would listen to over and really? over. Caden knows every word against his will. That's my son. So I, I will. If s- I know by now. Yeah. I say, I say his name know. like every episode. Right. Yeah. 
Uh, so I don't listen to this song often. Really? It's not my cup of tea. Mm -hmm. the, musically, this is this would not be one of my favorite songs on mm -hmm. the record. Mm -hmm. um, there's lots of stuff I like on this particular album, and I don't I don't hate the song. I think it's well written. I'm not like mad at the song, right? Okay. But it's just one that's like, yeah, I don't really need to listen to that today. Right. It's okay. a it's a usually skip for me. All right. So let's get into listener feedback and questions. I'm so upset because as we're sitting here, I realized I didn't do my pre polls. I didn't uh -oh. ask them, is it a skip? Is it a listen? Because when it's a uh, follower chosen, mm -hmm. I have to do so much asking of questions. I got caught up in that, and I have none of that data. I could cry. I, I think I think you've had a very emotionally tax, tax, taxing week. It has been a horrible two weeks. Yeah. So, so we're going to give you a pass on this one. I appreciate that. Yes. Okay, so at Rosie083, who actually is the person, I think, sorry if this isn't true, I think she's the person who reminded me last time to do the polls because I had forgotten. You're totally pointing at her. <laughs> I am. I'm pointing at her. And she DM'd me and she's like, don't forget the polls. And I was like, oh my God. And I did them and I loved it. And now I messed it up. But anyway, she says, I also love the placement of this song on the album. It is the track before changing. Okay. And you were helpless. I, I, think, I, think, I think helpless might be before this. Okay. I think changing is such a hopeful song to follow up this one where he asks, could I change it if I wanted? Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was very insightful, Rosie083. She, he or she always is very insightful. Yep. At GregManu03, who I haven't heard from in a while, said, I cannot believe he wrote this song in seven minutes, which caused me to go Google it because I did not know that fact. And I'm pretty up on my John Mayer facts. Right. So we've already discussed that now. Um, at, oh man, Sonona Colbertson. I've had to say that before. You think I'd be better at this. Beautiful song, probably one of my favorites. Would love to hear your take on some of the lyrics. How much of my father am I destined to become? Will I dim the lights inside me just to satisfy someone? Will this woman kill me or do away with jealous love? I feel like he's implying some sort of a slight to his mother. Am I overanalyzing this? What do you all think? It's really hard not to read that. Oh, I've always read it that I've way. I've always read it that way yeah. too. But like not, but I read it not like, oh, I'm so mad at my mom and I can't stand her. I've read it like, hey, this is what happened. And you can grow up with family members of all types and look objectively back and be like, oh, this was problematic. This was toxic. No relationship is 100% healthy on all sides all the time. Yeah. I mean, I, I actually don't necessarily read it as like his he's mad at his mom more so like hey dad why didn't you stick up for yourself oh i don't read it that way at all. why That's did you why did you dim your light for no, someone i don't yeah because john doesn't seem like a person who would be and, and this is a compliment to him mm -hmm. be interested in dimming their light and yeah. i don't believe people should oh he so would definitely I, not dim his light right so i have never thought that mm -hmm. reading but now that you say that i think that does make sense at Beach Cat said his parents divorced in 2009. Doesn't talk much about his um, doesn't talk about his mom much. He has an older half sister. To which my world was rocked. Yeah. And I spent. It's hard to find, but you can find that she exists. And so thank you, At Beach Cats. I don't think you've ever written in before. And man, was that impactful to me when you did. At Heyday Sway said this is uh this is song they probably this is a song that really resonates with me one of my top five john mayer songs this is probably in my top 15. oh no you not even in the I top i would even 20. put in the top five on the album oh okay fair enough at the real slim kdo said hits me in the feels every time crying emoji but also ytf i gotta keep it tf because it's a family show 
was it ever considered country music? But I think we'll save that for discussion. Uh, yeah, whenever I'm ready for that conversation, that's going to. I be think good. it's I think it's too discussion. big. So okay. yeah, discussion. But thank you for being involved in the discussion at the Real Slim KDO. At I cut it off. Oh no, here we go. BCUB says. Oh my, OMG, one of the most insightful John lyrics ever. The first time I heard it, I was like, damn, this man is so intelligent. He's questioning his whole mental structure. <laughs> and I believe that for most people, this only comes by going to therapy, but somehow John observed it. I kind of feel that this song is deeply connected with changing. Okay, so I was wrong. It wasn't helpless. It was changing, changing. they were mm-hmm. about. And I think that John does go to therapy, so I'm not giving his therapist credit, but I'm saying some self-discovery with that person might have led to this. Mm-hmm. Do you have any thoughts? Uh, I think I'm a big proponent of therapy. I think almost everyone could benefit from a little bit of it. Mm-hmm. And if that helped him unlock some stuff, great. Also, you know, he's a pretty smart and self-aware dude. Mm-hmm. This is not the first time we've read a song of his that were like, you're very smart and self-aware. Right. So I'm sure he is introspective in a way and evaluating his motivations in life in a way that a lot of people don't. I think it's attention getting and catches people off guard though because it's not like a metaphor. Yeah. It's not, cl- it's not like it's not clever, but it's not cleverly like, ha ha, exactly. yeah. there's no smirk. It's mm-hmm. just like, man, sometimes I feel like this. Yeah. So I think that's what really speaks to people. At Maylene, a Padilla said, how much like my brothers do my brothers want to be? Does a broken home become another broken family? Those two lines hurt, and hurt is in all caps. Mm-hmm. And I would agree that the song is, it causes a little bit of pain. Yeah. And I thought there was more, but the next slide is a picture of a kitten from my work. So, oh, nice. Yeah, I was like, that's not feedback. <laughs> so mm. that is all the feedback from... The internet. Yeah. Let's read the song where I would share what the internet said, but I forgot to put up the poll. I have one. No, that's not true. I have a lot of jobs, so never mind. I don't feel that bad. Um, I think this is a pretty clear-cut case here, but right. let's do it anyway right. because that's what we're here for. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jill, is this the John who sings the quiet songs? Yes. Or is this <laughs> the John that turns the ladies on? 100% quiet. Yep. No smirk. None. He can be wearing a cardigan just no. in addition to it being quiet. He's yep. not hiding his tattoos. I mean, he's got a cardigan, he's got a blankie, and a candle. It's all quiet song He's taking vibes. a bath. Oh, well, that would be weird with all those blankets on, but yeah, maybe. I love a good bath. Um, you agree, because you said it yeah. last. Yeah. yeah, I think it's, that's it, pretty obvious. Is, so usually my thing that I break it down is like, how much is female attention on his mind when he's writing this song? How much is he writing this towards well, the audience? that's how we judge it. Right? Then I'm going to go back to 90-10. That, well, that, that was why we disagreed on, um, or why, that why t- the take I did on Daughters. Yeah. It was like, yeah, it's not in, implicit there, but you could definitely see him writing this. Look at how sensitive I am. Mm-hmm. Look at So that's why I said it was turning the ladies on for Daughters. This one, there's none of that there. This is just him being introspective. This is him evaluating yeah. his life and his family. And that's just a quiet song. I mean, I do think that anyone would naturally be like, if I'm going to put this out into the world, I'm going to project how people are going to respond to it. Mm-hmm. Because that would be weird to not mm-hmm. self-check, mm-hmm. even if it's just going to offend somebody, whatever. So I think to some degree, all the songs would be turned the ladies on if that's the way. I never thought that till you said it. That made me think, oh, yeah. I mean, I don't think this song is, but I think to a certain degree, you're always going to be gauging how are people going to respond to me. Well, yeah, that's for sure. But I think sometimes your target audience uh, is, oh, how are just 
this is something that creative is going to put it out and let everyone get it. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you're targeting a specific audience. Right. Right. You're tar targeting an audience of like edge of desire. Yeah, no, you're true. Yeah, right? that's true. You're true. <laughs> I'm, I am sense. very true. Yes. <laughs> All right. Next. Yo soy verdad. I don't know what that means. For trues. That's from, that's from New Girl. No. <laughs> uh, Jill. Yes. How much does this song make you live, John Mayer? I'm gonna go probably with my highest rating so far. Have I given a five? Really? This is yes, you've given a five. Okay, not my highest rating okay. so far, but higher compared to the last couple. Okay. I'm gonna give it a 4.5. Why? Because I love self-awareness, introspection, mm -hmm. uh, lyrics, honesty. Although now I'm questioning it because you're like, John's all, this isn't me being honest, it's other people's colors or whatever. And mm -hmm. so now I'm questioning all that, but it is really, I really like the song. Mm -hmm. I feel like I needed to hear it when it came out, and so 4.5 for me. Lucas, oh, um, I think I think it's a really well done song. I think it's well written. I'm not mad at it. There's I, I have there's no drums in it, right? There's drums in it. I have no notes on it from a songwriting standpoint, other than like the song structure is really super like I don't want to say boring, mm -hmm. but there's just it's verse. I think it's what it, it matches the content. It's first one and two rolled together, chorus, verse three. Everything chorus. about this song matches the content of the song. Okay. I don't know why I'm yelling at you. I don't either. You asked <laughs> me a question, I'm answering, and I'm getting yelled at. So like, you are not true. <laughs> no soy verdad. Um, yeah, and so like, just from a musical standpoint, and like, I just the song is kind of the music to the song is kind of boring for mm -hmm, me. Mm -hmm. But I'm not like mad at it. If I were to rank all of his songs, the song would fall pretty squarely like right in the middle. Mm -hmm. um, it's a song that I will listen to sometimes. But after this, I hadn't listened to it in a while before this. I won't listen to it for a while after this. Okay. It's That's not going to stick in the yeah. drama rotation. Okay. So that brings us to discussion questions. All right. Before we get into the country, let's leave that for last. Okay. Um, I just thought this isn't more of a discussion statement. I just thought it was interesting, and some a couple people damned about this too, that him and Shawn Mendes are so close. Yeah. And Shawn Mendes has the song, In My Blood. Yeah. Which isn't the yeah. same. Yeah. Yeah. And the song rocks. I love that I, song. I love that song too. I do too. I love songs mm -hmm. um but i just thought it was funny that the titles are so close given we know they share songs before they're released mm -hmm. and they're different there's nothing similar about the songs other than that but i just thought how weird right let me, when we're off the air let me tell you a story about listening to uh, about being in a casino at four in the morning when in my blood came on that sounds terrible <laughs> other than the song coming on um have you ever dimmed the lights inside you to satisfy someone that's a tough question it's really not. You just say yes or no, and then... <laughs> uh, yeah, that's definitely happened at some point in my life, yeah. Really? Yeah. I don't know that I can say that it has for me. Unless it's, like, at a, a non-romantic relationship way. Mm. Like, sometimes, like, say you're playing basketball with someone, which is not something I would be doing, mm -hmm. and you're really good, and you dial it down to make them feel better. Mm -hmm. But I wouldn't say, like, in a romantic relationship I've had to. I'm kind of a lot, and I'm just always a lot. But you feel like you've had to do that? I, I, I've probably done that at some point in my life, yeah. Okay. Um, all right. It's time then. I'm going to put this up as a poll later okay. to ask, is this a country song? Would have been cool if I did it before, mm -hmm. but I didn't. Lucas, is this a country song? What makes a country song? You've been excited to talk about it. Let's hear your thoughts. All right. So I want to first... Uh, oh, shifting in his chair, guys. Yeah. I want to give credit to WideOpenCountry.com. Okay. which is a blog they wrote a blog post on this song that had some things that I thought were really great mm -hmm. um, one of the things they said is that John Mayer hasn't gone country mm -hmm. country has gone to him um, country loves him right yeah 
And another another thing he that was that said in that that I think we would all agree on is this isn't even his most country song. No, or most no. country ar- album. No, because that would be Paradise um, Valley, I mean, Gone, Born and Raised. Yeah, yeah definitely would, Paradise Valley. Yeah, would be way more. There's country. this one, Bring It On Home or Roll It On Home. Mm-hmm. That is country. Yeah, so like the, if it's so th- there's a lot of gatekeeping that happens mm-hmm. here. A lot of like people saying this isn't really country. Mm-hmm. Or that he's like pandering to a country audience. Ooh, I definitely don't think, I don't think this song's pandering. Yeah, so he, I, I can't imagine that he wrote the song with a country audience in mind. No. It's, this is just him writing another song. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, um, country music sort of adopted it. And a lot of the things that I read that were positive about that from like country outlets were saying like country music is about writing good songs. This is a good song. Mm-hmm. The only issue that you have is that it's coming from John Mayer mm, and not coming from somebody else. But if we if we want good songs on country radio, mm-hmm. then we want this song on country radio because it's a good song, mm-hmm. right? Um, and it, there's always this degree of gatekeeping, especially when your identity and I totally understand like musical identity and having music as part of your identity because that's absolutely me. But the further away you get from the mainstream, a lot of times we define ourselves, our identity, by our distance Mm -hmm. from pop music. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't hear people running around who are like, oh, my whole life is pop music. Right. Right? It might be a specific pop artist. My whole life is BTS. Yeah. Right? Or back in the day, it would have been Justin Bieber or One Direction or whatever. But you don't you define yourself by that specific group, not yeah. by the pop umbrella. No. In the same way, there's people who like metal, and you can look at somebody and be like that dude is into metal. Totally. Same thing with country music. You can look at somebody and be like that human is a big country music fan. Right. Right. And so that that becomes a more exclusive definition because mm-hmm. if somebody can move from that group to my group, and my whole group is defined by not being your group, yeah. then that somehow invalidates mm-hmm. my subgenre or my mm-hmm. subculture or whatever. Um, and so I understand there's a lot of people who don't like the fluidity, but this, what is a country song, is a conversation that's going on all the time. Mm-hmm. It happened around Lil Nas X. I was, the whole time you were talking, I was thinking of the Lil Nas X. That's when I realized how protective mm-hmm. country is of what they will and will not allow and, to be and, country. And honestly, I think Lil Nas X is tough for me, from just a strictly musical perspective, to make the case that that is a country song, mm-hmm. um, it most closely resembles the songs that most closely resembles DNA wise are not country songs. Right. Um, but just then, it was about country. Right. It was about being country. But also, I'm not a, I'm not into, into gatekeeping. So if you want to call it country, call it country. It, I'm it, not it, either. It doesn't cost me anything. Because there's this other band uh-huh. whose name I don't remember, and I don't particularly like them, and mm-hmm. they're two guys. Florida Georgia Line. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. like rapping. So and, that's what bothered me about Nelly Little Nas X. Song. Florida Georgia Line has had Nelly yeah. on the song. I mean, I don't, again, I'm not sitting around at all concerned about mm-hmm. what is and isn't a certain type of music or what can and can't live on a certain chart. Mm-hmm. But I thought, but you're letting these guys be country. Well, uh, are you familiar with Marin Morris? Of course. Okay. I swear, Lucas, I, I listen to music. Okay. I just, <laughs> I just don't want to be presumptive. Yeah. Um, but like that conversation happens around Marin Morris a lot. Is Marin really? Morris still a country artist or is she a pop artist? That you know, that bothered me when it happened not when it happened to Taylor Swift, but there was like this big she's officially no longer country right. and moving to pop. And I'm like, can't we just let that because she's very young, that child just make her music and yeah. not worry about it? But then I remembered Shania Twain, mm-hmm. who I loved, mm-hmm. and country was not on my parents' radar. Mm-hmm. It was and it was 
less popular. It was more like, ew, country back mm -hmm. then. I don't know right. if it's just the circle I was in or that's mm -hmm. how it was. It was so specifically twangy and mm -hmm. different. And people just like mad that she was like cutie pie and right. her songs were really catchy. And I remember being confused back then. Like, mm -hmm. why are you mad one of your artists is making all of us right. pay attention to your genre? And there's been several people since Faith Hill was a contemporary of Shania yes, Twain. Yes. Uh, and well, I could talk for a length about Shania Twain's career. I think it's utterly fascinating. Mm -hmm. Those songs are pop songs. They yeah. are pop songs with Good country ones. instrumentation. Mm -hmm. If you bought one of my most fascinating musical studies ever is to go listen to the Shania Twain album Up. Okay. So Shania Twain famously was married to her producer yeah. Mutt Lang, who had had a long story career in music before she came around. Uh, he produced three different versions of that album. Are you familiar with this? Do you know about mm -hmm. this? There's the red version, the blue version, and the green version. Okay. Same album, same songs, mm -hmm. same Shania's vocal tracks. Mm -hmm. That doesn't change. Mm -hmm. All that changes behind them is the instrumentation that's used. The red version is the pop album. Mm -hmm. It's synths, it's drum machines, it's guitar. Mm -hmm. It's designed to be pop songs. It was played on pop radio. Mm -hmm. The green album is country, all country. Pedal steel, acoustic guitars, mm -hmm. same exact song, same exact tempos. You just change the instrument with a different instrument, mm -hmm. right? Playing the same line, mm -hmm. it's just a different instrument. Right. And that's the country. That went out to country radio. Mm -hmm. The blue one was the world um, stuff. So he's using more like world rhythms and mm -hmm. stuff you would typically find in like non-American or non-Western music. Got it. Okay. And that shipped internationally. So if you mm -hmm. bought that CD out of outside of the U.S., you got that. Right. Um, and it's just utterly fascinating because, like, what is the song then? Mm -hmm. If the same song, same exact song, same the same exact way with the same exact notes, can be a pop song, a country song, yeah. or a world music song, yeah. what then? What what are we what are we really defining here? That's you know? a great question. Yeah, and there was a thing recently with the Grammys with Casey Musgraves. Mm -hmm. I just almost yes, I know who okay. that is. <laughs> Where she had won a couple Grammys in a row as country artist, right? And then she put out a new album, and that album didn't qualify for the Grammys in, in the country. She qualified as pop. And this was a whole conversation about like... Why are they trying to put everybody in a box? Well, and she was upset about it because pop is such a big pond. Yeah. Right? It's a lot harder to win in the pop Absolutely. category than it... Not the country isn't huge because it's... Different though. Sell tons of records. Yeah. But yeah, she'd already established that she was successful there. Yeah. Right? So that was... She felt she didn't felt that was unfair and mm -hmm. she had petitioned to have them like go listen to the album again. Mm -hmm. And so there was a whole like dialogue and discourse around... Mm -hmm. well, is this she's traditionally been a country artist but if you didn't know that this album's kind of it's pop. like they're getting punished for being more mainstream and popular it's yeah. weird i don't you know what it reminds me of mm. are you familiar with high school musical yes an amazing film well i'm familiar with high school musical 2 oh that's right we already had this conversation yes. it's very agitated so in high school musical original film mm -hmm. you know troy bolton plays basketball and he's not allowed to be a singer and he tries out for the musical and then there's this amazing because i just love a good musical and uh -huh. kenny ortega my god i could I should do a podcast about him, actually. Yeah. Um, I'm a big Descendants fan. That's my Kenny, Kenny Ortega. Ortega's there, too. Yeah. yeah. He's did Gilmore Girls, directed several episodes oh, really? of Gilmore Girls. Yes. He, his hand mm -hmm. is in everything you love and you don't realize it. Wow. The rhetorical you. Mm -hmm. And the non-rhetorical me. The me <laughs> and he... Um, Oh, so there's this whole song about sticking to the status quo. Okay. And it's like, you can only play sports. And this one guy's like, I like to bake. And they're like, absolutely not. And the skater dude's like, I play the cello. Like, mm -hmm. I wear a coat and tie. And they're like, oh, my God, this is terrible. The whole school's falling apart. And that's what reminds me of the country music situation. Yeah. And it doesn't just have this. Is, so, by the way, this is not just a country music knock, right? 
this, no, we're not mocking anybody. This is also Justin Bieber went through this. Mm -hmm. He's worked really hard to get classified as an R&B artist mm -hmm. and not a pop artist. Mm -hmm. And I think by any rational account, if you walked in and knew nothing about Justin Bieber mm -hmm. and listened to some of the last couple of records, you'd be like, oh, that's R&B music. Absolutely. But he's Justin Bieber, and so they keep calling it pop. So even though we don't believe in putting songs in boxes and we apparently feel way more passionate about this than I realized yeah. I did, is this a country song? <laughs> was my question. <laughs> I'm um, going to go with no. I was, before researching this, mm -hmm. I was unaware that this song had ever played on country radio. Oh, no, I knew because John, John said something uh, about okay. it. Like, I'm so happy this song's finding a home. I, so I did not know about it, and no part of me ever thought of this as a country song, and mm -hmm. I continue to not think of it as a country song. Um, his, his music from that three-album arc, right? So mostly with Born and Raised, a lot, mostly with Paradise Valley and to a much lesser degree the search for everything was adjacent mm -hmm. it's at least country adjacent and I, I think mean, he has a lot of different sounds in all his music absolutely yeah. and I think a lot of the things that you like in country music you would also like in John Mayer's music if you were open minded enough to yes. em embrace it mm -hmm. um, but if I you play that for me and I know nothing about it and you just say hey is this country I'm like no not really yes it's not like a terrible idea that someone would think it's a country song no like, could the, an artist doing that, like, tour with, like, Carrie Underwood or, mm -hmm. like, one of the more, like, popish yeah. like, country? Sure. I just think it was in, an interesting little phenomenon that happened. Yeah. And good for him because it probably made him some money. So I'm dying to know. Yes. Oh, do you have a discussion question? That's I not just, what I'm dying I just, to know. I just want to talk about okay. country. Uh, no, we're done now. Okay. Um, so <laughs> I'm dying to know what your song choice for next week is because I said... Next, next week, mm -hmm. I want to do one more song from Born and Raised, and then I was going to drop it. Right. And you've had this, I'm not going to tell you till we're on the air. Yeah. And then you said it was from Born and Raised, mm -hmm. and we just had a speech I gave last podcast about how we're not going to do any more songs from Born and Raised right. for a while. So what is it and why? Or just what is it? You have to say why next week. Sorry. Uh, so my song is not from Born and Raised. I just said that to mess with you. Are you serious? Yeah, you seriously. You know I was going to know. I told them. I know, I and then they know how. This like, is how you know we don't edit. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to have you all twisted up and <laughs> not sober. Yeah, I was trying Why to make you, you rethink everything you've ever thought. I, I just wanted you to really believe in that. Pick. I just found out John Mayer had a sister. It's been a big week. I wanted you to have unshakable faith that this is the song I need to do, regardless of what Lucas says. What's the song? So I was driving back from Orange County a couple of days back, uh -huh. and I was like, oh, I, I honestly, I didn't have a song. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know what I want to pick. So I just started putting on songs and listening to John Mayer on mm -hmm. the way back. It was like an hour drive and there was one song that I was like okay it mm -hmm. could probably be this one and then I just come through and I landed on a song that I hadn't thought about in a while and I just got so happy listening mm -hmm. to it it just makes me happy and I there is the sound of this song is mm -hmm. so enjoyable and interesting to me mm -hmm. that I was like I really want to dive into his guitar setup for this song I want to oh, find wow. out what he's setup doing situation. how are we getting this sound okay. because the sound is so incredible I don't even have a guess the song makes me happy it is one of the coolest guitar sounds I have ever heard the guitar line in the bridge is just makes my entire life it makes me fly it makes me feel bigger than my body is that the song that's the song <laughs> Nice. All right, then join us next week for Bigger Than My Body. I'm going to do this fun thing where I put up polls in advance of the podcast. Nice. And you guys can answer them and continue with your awesome feedback and questions. So go to at Mare Studies. I cannot stress enough. 
if you're not following us and you just drop in to leave comments, which happens, mm -hmm. uh, going early in the week because you never know what day we're going to record because we never know what day we're going to record. We're so. busy people. We have active lives. I, I don't know if I've mentioned this, but my son's a senior in high school. And my, my daughter's a freshman in high school. And all I do is cry and plan for, you know... I don't know, senior year has a lot, I found out. And so. in addition to the day job, I have uh I do have, have this music. pesky office job. Yeah. They want me to be there from 8 to 5 and not, like, on my phone. Yeah. And I'm very annoyed It's, be it. it's becoming a problem for me, I got to say. <laughs> I, I, honestly, yeah. So if you guys could tell your friends about our podcast so we could quit our day job. Yeah. Because he'll write more songs. Our podcast will never end. We're, we're only about, like... 10,000 more listeners away from like really making this bad boy profitable. Just so, right around the corner. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I hope you have a good week. Thank you guys. Do not dim your lights for anyone. <laughs> Bye. Bye.